I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's summer, it's camping season, and it's time for you to get Blue Chew at BlueChew.com. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TMS at checkout and pay just $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. And the promo code TMS. Coming up on TMS, I think a bird fell off my shirt. Seven ingredient dipshit supremes. Ten regular sized hamsters or one hamster sized dog. Monkey butts and sugar signs with Bobby. They were all along the watchtower. A public toilet, but for faces. Poorly translated pet water. Bezos knows a penis. (laughs) Selfie stick or lightning rod. You just can't willy nilly this stuff. Gotta go walk the hamster. What am I to you, a sot? (laughs) That's the x-ray doodle. Oops, I crapped my pen. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Stranger, how is it your pants have colors and flared legs? He just smiled and said, I'm wearing Levi's. Dull has gone out of style. And how? This is the morning stream. It's just what the doctor ordered. Welcome back to TMS, everyone. It is the morning stream for July 1 5, 15th, halfway mark That's right. of the month. That's right. Yeah. Beware the Ides of July. Yeah, doesn't uh, roll off the tongue quite yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, uh, it's Brian Ibbett over there, and I'm Scott Johnson, and we're doing a morning show called The Morning Stream. If this is your first time, well, tuck in because it's a good meal, and we'll help right. you uh, go about your day. Uh, you can't oh see this God. at so home. Much, oh so yeah, much, go ahead. So much pressure, Scott. Like you're telling like the people who are here for the first time. Now we have to really like put on a show for them. Yeah, performance. We could anxiety. have just let it go. We could have just said, eh, "New people." Yeah, I know. Okay. I, we could have, but now. I've pointed it out, and your shirt will be all the brighter oh, for it. That's true, yes. <laughs> you guys at home can't see this, but Brian is wearing the brightest yellow awesome shirt. <laughs> I've worn this shirt on the show before. I don't know. I don't remember it at all. I don't yeah, know why I don't remember yeah. it. I would have. It seems like it's the kind of brightness that would be <laughs> burned into my retina, but I don't remember it. <laughs> but I love it. I want I want one of them, and I want, want, I want to wear it the same day, so we both have one of these mm. on. How about that? Yes. No, I'm... I'm uh... I'm a lone wolf, Scott. I have to wear the Hawaiian shirts alone. Gotcha. I feel you. Look, sometimes we got to make decisions, and they're hard ones. Hey, uh, welcome back, everybody. Good to have you here. We got a show lined up for you that features some science and some uh, some therapy Thursday and all that, plus a bunch of other crap. So stick with us and enjoy it. Uh, Real quick, uh, follow up here. Uh, I mentioned on the show yesterday, maybe a couple of shows now, where 
my daughter's dog Ripley, Ellen Ripley, uh, has had some sort of ailment that's causing her to like cough and hack, almost like whooping cough in a kid. It's just really violent and terrible. And um, the other night, it was all night. Uh, last night, she slept because we got her some cough suppressant uh, at the vet there. Uh, but anyway, the vet confirmed what we already kind of suspected. She's got a rotten case of kennel cough. Mm. And uh, that's basically whooping cough for dogs. And um, you can't transfer it to humans yet. <laughs> I'm just saying. But we're working on it. <laughs> yeah. If we, you know, that, I mean, COVID-19 jumped from a, what, a bat or a bird or whatever, a goat, uh, a pig. Bat, yeah. yeah. So this is what happens. The animal ones stay where they're, stay put until they don't. And then, oh, no, it gloms onto us. And before you know it, we've all got kennel cough. But anyway. A little bit of puppy pertussis. Is yeah. What that is. It's pertussis is whooping cough, right? Is it pertussis? I think pertussis. Pertussis. I think. Yeah. Now that I say it out loud, it doesn't sound right. Pertussis? Pertussis. Somebody, we have many, many scientists in the chat room right now, one of whom can yeah. confirm. We have doctors. We have, uh, we have a couple of vets who write in. I don't know if they're here in the chat. They're, they're busy yep. taking care of some dirty cat right now, so they probably uh, yeah, can't be Bobby, bothered. Jeannie, both uh, confirming pertussis. Pertussis. Is cough. All right. Well, it's kind of like that. Pup, and, uh, pertussis is it, what they've got. There you go. Got. Anyway, she's just a sad mess, and uh, she's such a sweet dog that she just looks like she doesn't understand what's happening to her. Anyway, doctor confirms it, overcharged for the confirmation, <laughs> and then immediately handed Carter uh, the suppressant and then some uh, antibiotics of some sort that's supposed to take care of this. So that's fun and good, and Last night was way better because the dog had the suppression or the suppressive medicine and, and slept. Like the dog mm-hmm. slept. We all slept. Thank goodness. Everybody slept. Uh, however, we have to, we're playing the quarantine juggle game here because you, it's very contagious between dogs. And the other two in the household, Jim Rayner, the female dog, and Boomer, Battlestar Galactica's Boomer, <laughs> right? these two dogs don't have it yet. And, um, we're trying to keep make that stay that way. So we're, we're keeping them very separated. We got to keep them separated as the song says. <laughs> so they got to like eat in separate bowls, make sure they don't share the same water bowl, clean out their bowls when we're done, all this kind of stuff. One goes outside, the other one stays far away. Then you let that one out. So it's a little bit of a juggling act, but I'm happy to say, I think, I think we're, we're on the mend here. And uh, here, here's the warning. Here's the little warning. Uh, this probably came from a communal water bowl at the farmer's market last oh, week. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Wow. This is what you get. So when you're drinking out of that water bowl, it's like you're drinking out of uh, the mouths of the last 10 dogs that your dog was with. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Right? Basically. Like that. Yeah. You're you're just, it's a, it's a public toilet for dogs, except mm-hmm. it's where they put their faces, but... But yeah, like <laughs> apparently there was a little mini breakout over there, and uh, or outbreak rather. Oh, no. And uh, she's not the only dog to get it. There's been a bit of a rash around here. So anyway, thanks for all your nice thoughts and everything. She's going to be fine. Dear, dear next door, uh, this is a warning to any dog that drank out of the communal water bowl. At oh my the gosh, that's a that's a perfect week. next door post. Why don't I make one? That would be actually that would be like the most. Uh, like there'd be no toxicity, Mm-mm. right? Hey, you and your snowflake liberal dogs got my <laughs> dog sick with your tainted water at the farmer's market <laughs> while I was shopping for broccoli. Uh-huh. For some fresh garden, fresh broccoli. 
<laughs> so yeah, just uh, I guess I'm saying be careful around those kind of bowls. You never know what you're going to get. Like dog parks, yeah. pretty bad with that. Um, yeah. They make some really cool, like um, there's a thing you can attach to the top of a water bottle that um, that has a little bowl on it. And you just basically oh. unscrew the cap of the water bottle, screw the cap on, or screw this bowl thing on, and then tip the water bottle up. And it fills the bowl with water and the dog can drink out of it. And then you tip it back up and the water goes back into the water bottle, right? So That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So um, I love that. Is it portable? Look for one of those and then you can, yeah, totally portable. Because it's really like, it is really a thing this big yeah. that the dog doesn't need a lot of space to drink out of a water, you know, out of a, uh, sure. a little cap thing like that. Sure, sure. So um, look for one of those and then you can just bring your own dog water and not have to roll the dice on. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that again. I don't want to do this. Tainted water. Yeah, yeah. We don't want any more tainted water. It sucked. It was like, a, she's just so miserable. It's sad. If she if she just ate and then has a coughing fit, it means there's an 80% chance she's going to hurl her entire breakfast up just because she's mm. gagging so hard. So mm. she did that already. Um, and the and the smoke outside, the haze and everything doesn't help. That's not helping. No. Although that was Poor better thing. yesterday and looks a little clearer, clearer today. So I don't know where we sent that smoke, but it seems like it's Oh, we got it. Clearing. Oh, do we send it here. to you? Okay. Yep. All right. Great. Yeah. Well, we'll keep it coming. You know, as we get more, as we get new smoke, we'll we'll pass it. We'll keep passing it your way. So yeah. don't don't stress about it. Um, but yeah, actually, that is nice. We didn't have we had these horrible few days of just soup in the sky. It's just awful. Yeah. And then yesterday yeah, was now. yesterday was okay. You know, like just I, looks like it's uh, looks like it's overcast, but you yeah. can see sky through the through the haze. It's but, weird. Yeah, you see like a red sun. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's it's cool looking. It's very post apocalyptic film looking, but uh, we don't want that in real life. No, I like that. In my movies, not in my not in my right. real life. Oh, did you right. see that trailer for that colony show or that colony movie? By no, chance? not yet. I saw uh, I saw it recommend or it came up in my Twitter feed or anything. But is it good? Does it look good? Uh, it looks great. So it's basically I don't know what to compare it to. It's like Waterworld meets uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to call it. It might be terrible. I don't know, but it looks like it looks like it's my jam. And I only saw, you know, this brief little trailer bit and it's, you know, I don't even know what the story is, but the setting seems to be the planet's gone to shit and a bunch of humans escaped and then when they came back to see what was going on, they found a bunch of humans that stayed and and they're living like water world surface dwellers and mm-hmm. it looks it looks rad. So that's cool. All right, I'll watch the trailer after this. Hey, can I can I direct your attention to a link that uh, Captain Kipper just put in the uh, chat room? Sure. So this is a link to an Amazon product similar to what I was describing. Actually, this is even cooler because uh, it's a water bottle that has a built-in silicon bowl, oh, look at but that. it's like it's rubberized silicon that you just basically peel back like a leaf. And you turn it inside out and it becomes a bowl. Look at that. That's awesome. So same effect <laughs> really you were cool talking looking. about before. It still pours in sort of when you dip it, but you've got a like a retractable bowl here. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I want to direct your attention, though, to the description, just the title of this this item. Dog water Which is bottle. called... Yeah, go ahead. Dog water bottle for walking. Tayo Very pet water dispenser feeder container. Portable with drinking cup bowl outdoor hiking travel for puppy cats hamsters rabbits and other small animals uh hamsters wow like are you uh wow hamsters <laughs> wow like we get are you, that you taking go- your hamster out of its cage <laughs> yeah plopping we- it into this thing and then 
We we get that they're maximizing their search potential by putting every word possible in a title, but <laughs> hamst- hamsters, really? Hamsters? hamsters? Okay. Uh, you walk in your hamster, uh, taking your hamster. And why do we have puppy, but not kitty? We just yeah. have cats. Yeah, what's up with that? And are you taking your cat outdoor hiking? I, a lot of questions here. It's really just for dogs. I mean, come on. There's no other no other pet you're taking out for a walk that you need this portability. Maybe it it's just uh, going to be those little shit dogs. What are they called? Um, uh, still like, a dog. Like a teacup. Chihuahua? Uh, whatever. Maybe they look like oh, a, a teacup hamster. poodle kind of thing. Yeah, a little hamster guy kind of, sort of, you know? <laughs> I see. A dog that, a, a hamster sized dog yeah. is what you're. Yes. <laughs> you want to fight 10 hamster sized? No. Regular sized hamsters or one hamster sized dog? No way. How's that all go? I don't know how that goes. I don't know either. Anyway, Carter, <laughs> hey, like that. Carter, go look at that and see if that's something you want because that seems pretty neat, actually. Here you go. thirteen ninety nine on Amazon and Captain Kipper did not put a uh, use his, his personal link to share it. So, yeah. missed Gosh. opportunity. Gosh, I that. wonder if it's been translated from a foreign source. Uh, descriptions such as uh, excellent pet water bottle or... <laughs> High quality, healthy material. Happy number one water bottle for you. That's right. Leaf shaped bowl. Oh, wow. Okay. Big enough for your pet. Oh, this is great. I'm sorry. I have to read some of this. Okay. So okay. they have a whole yeah, yeah. promo page here. Um, <laughs> This is all poorly translated. Okay. Portable drinking vessel for pets during walk or travels. Ergonomic <laughs> okay. bottle with a nicely shaped leaf. Uh, high quality silicone uh, durable in use easy to operate all right those are f- fine but here we go with this one foldable leaf shaped bowl big enough for your pets drank anywhere drank d-r-a-n-k drank anywhere yeah super easy to that's use for, that's if you feed your dog a purple drink <laughs> yeah, then, uh, yeah i like this uh f- just flip out the leaf like part to make a bowl made of 100 percent food grade silicone it can help prevent it can help prevent health issues coming from public water dispensers. Like it's not so bad that you don't understand it. Right. right but just right. bad enough where you're like, Ooh, you almost had it guys. Like they had their, they had their best uh, translator person working on this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, this is great. You and your lovely pet will have a easy, tidy and more fun journey <laughs> with this new fashion bottle. Wow. By doing this, pet feels the drinking joy from people that helps further growth interaction between pet and pet owner. That's great. That's great. Keep on going. Uh, Keep it on fantastic. there. There you go. Chinese bottle makers, we adore your horrible text. For sure. Uh, Brian, how was Puzzle yeah. Pint last night? Yeah, well, actually, well, we went Tuesday night. Oh, Tuesday, I forgot yeah. to mention this yesterday, but um, I got to say, they... Uh, this feels like a little too coincidental, Scott. Mm. Oh, uh, all right. Just gonna say. So um, I'm gonna give you a link. This is a link to a PDF. This is one of the this is one of the puzzles we had Tuesday night. I'll put it in the chat room as all well. All right. Okay. This gives you an idea of the kind of stuff that we do on uh, when it's Puzzle Pint Night, mm-hmm. and you've got a uh, a grid like a word search up yeah. top. Yeah. And then you've got uh, pig heads scattered all throughout that grid. And you're not really given any any instructions on what you're supposed to do, which is typical for Puzzled Pint. But uh, like you see, oh, this little blank prevents food from entering the windpipe. And there's a little pig 
a little pig head in the description. So instead of giving you a list of words, it's giving you descriptions, but there's a little pig head in there. So it says, this little pig head prevents food from entering the windpipe. And the, and and the pig head is just with, a stand-in for other words? That's the idea? Uh, it is not. Okay. But uh, if you know what that what that thing is in the human anatomy, it's the epiglottis. Yeah. Prevents food from entering the windpipe. Yeah. And epiglottis contains the word pig. Oh, I see. So what you do is you go up in the grid above and you find epiglottis. It's there across the very top and you circle that, right? So you okay. go through and then the middle one, um, this little pig is nonsense. Well, I can't think of a word that the pig, you know, with nonsense in it, but hog hogwash is nonsense. Yeah. Sure enough, the middle column is all hogs, right? So your first column is all pigs. Your second column is all hogs. Your third column, this little blank can be corrugated. This little pig can be corrugated. Well, cardboard. Yeah. But 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 where is it? Oh, a boar. Sure. Oh, so you boar. look and you find in the grid above cardboard. Okay. Kinds of so pigs. Pigs, it. hogs, and boars in each in each column. Yeah. Once you've cleared all those out, uh, you're left with a few letters that have not made it into that have not been selected. Okay. And uh, so you go through and you look at those. Uh, those remaining letters, and it is Warthog from the Lion King. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, I, uh, <laughs> Pumbaa, then there you go. Yeah, like, wow, wow. this feels a little uh, coincidental, yeah. hmm, it's a little on the nose. Yeah, hmm, hmm. So we get our answers done, we take it up there, and they say, Oh, good job on the Pumbaa spelling. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, well, that's it's. It's part of your life. Uh, it's easy. Yeah, we kind of know that one. Like, yeah. yeah, did you have to look it up? Like, you know, we knew it. Wow. How'd you know it so well? Like, a long story. It's a very long story. Yeah. <laughs> Give it us be- the next puzzle, please. It became the tapestry of our lives for a number of months. So That's right. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. So uh, Kind of a yeah. cool idea, though. I like this pig pig idea. So yeah, like, it's, it's a fun. Yeah. It was a really fun puzzle. Can you tell um, me if the... So on the front page, there are these drinks lined up on the side. I assume that's difficult. The top right corner? Yeah. Is that difficulty? Yep. Like three out of five? That's difficulty. That's okay. three out of five. So this is a three out of five puzzle. Okay. Cool. So they do that with drinks. That's smart because they want people drinking. That's the whole point. It is. Yeah. Yep. They don't make um, their money from the quizzing. They make their money from the drinking. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Right. So this is like one of uh, like seven puzzles that we got that night but it was the only one that felt like it was ripped right from the pages of tms no kidding did you mm, um did you uh win like how'd you fare there's not know. really we we completed all seven puzzles in our i think our fastest time ever we did in just about 45 minutes and usually we're an hour to an hour and 15 minutes for all seven puzzles yeah but um yeah for whatever reason we were just clicking with those puzzles and we and we uh uh, nailed it. We got through them really quick. Nice. Nicely um, done. Yeah. So if you go, if you, you know, people listening to the sound of my voice, if you just go to puzzledpint.com and go to puzzles, you can actually download the July batch of puzzles and see how you do, um, you do, you do, uh, with them yourself. Nice. They're fun. Yeah. They're good. See, and they don't, and you don't have to drink to do that. You, can just you do don't it. have to drink. Yes. No. As a matter of fact, Tina had an Arnold Palmer. She did not imbibe. What'd you get? What'd you have? I had a cider. Oh, <laughs> I did imbibe. You imbibed because you know I was in a, uh, I was at a the tap house. Man. Yeah, they had uh, cider on tap. They had a dry shilling London cider, and I enjoyed it greatly. And you're you're Brian Ibbett. like 
I don't. When I say that, I don't mean you're like a drinking fool. I mean a lush. Are you calling me a lush? No, but Scott? if you're in a place that's got like a what nice, am I a sot to you? <laughs> am you, I a sot? I don't even know what that is, but if maybe you are, I don't know. <laughs> But if you're in a place that has something nice, like a nice cider, you're not going to go, ah, I'm not having that, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I'm totally going to uh, partake. Well, good for, for you. Sure. Let's get yeah. Bobby in here and partake in some science. Yes! Uh, I've been sitting on this one for about a week. I'm very curious about it and excited to talk to him about it. So let's bring him in and play this thing right here, right here. I think science. I'll make you go poo-poo. Hey, look who it is. It's Bobby Frankenberger, all the way from South Carolina. Uh, shares oh, the great state of South hi. Carolina with our, with our own Brian Dunaway. Well, Hello. Hi. hi, Bobby. Funny seeing you. I, I barely here. recognized you. It's been so long. It's been a while. <laughs> It really has been a while. We haven't had a Thursday where this all made sense yet for a while because of all the weird holiday crap and trips and stuff. But uh, uh, we're good now. Um, I usually see you on my TikTok feed. Something will pop up and go, did you know that if you combine sugar with a monkey's anus, you're going to uh, achieve <laughs> Oh, the fusion. sugar and the monkey's anus TikTok. <laughs> yeah. yep. It's probably his most popular TikTok. Yeah, actually, that one's right got now, all yeah. the views. But you're on there a lot for me. Like, not even in my follow page. Good. Like, my for you, you pop up a lot even though I follow you. So, it's it's crazy. Anyway, good. the algorithm knows what I like, I suppose. Uh, anyway, Bobby's here. It's good to have you back. Uh, how, how have things been since we last talked? Things have been things have been great. I've been um I've been uncharacteristically in a great mood considering it's the summer. I don't like the summer. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the summer as much as I used to. I don't know what it is this year. I think it's the smoke and the early heat. I usually like a little more drawn out summer and it's just weird this year. But you guys down there, you're just constantly sweltering in a pig's a pig's butt. So I, yes, I get it. It's that that is half of the problem, more than half of the problem. The other half is that I'm constantly surrounded by children ah yeah. yes yeah. parenting which i guess ends. has been all year anyway so but but it's you know when because they're going to be going back to school right. in september and you know when like you know that feeling you're almost done you're yeah. almost there and it just feels like it's taking forever i get you you're getting trunky that's how they used to say it mm-hmm. yeah a little bit of trunk <laughs> trunkiness well, uh, it's good to have you here. We're going to talk about this thing that you'd sent over earlier in the week, um, and it had it had terms I like, like crab nebula and supernova. You like and, that? Huh? Uh, yeah, I do. I like that kind of stuff because it means we're going to talk about space. And no, we're not going to talk about Richard Branson sort of not really going into space. We're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> although I guess he did. He got to prance around in his little plane thing and have some low gravity or no gravity right yeah but he did do something really cool comment. that i think we would all like to do well yeah oh of course yeah i'd love to kiss uh, kiss mm-hmm. the outer atmosphere that'd be cool um i think the whole argument is dumb though like people like did he go into space or didn't he like yeah. who cares like why why yeah. do we really care who gets the title of richest first super rich guy <laughs> to get into space yeah a good point. No, but you know what i feel like of all of our our billionaires I kind of like Richard Branson the most. Like I like him more yeah. than Musk. I like him more than Bezos. I feel like, like I could I could have a cider with Richard Branson. Ah, yeah, you yeah. would. Uh, and talk uh, Virgin Music is probably what we would talk about. He definitely he was... seems like the most fun. He you does. think it's because yeah. he's the most foreign, and so we don't have as much kind. Like I feel like I barely hear about Richard Branson ever until right. one of these yeah. things comes up. But we hear about Musk every freaking minute. Yeah. We hear about Bezos every other minute. It's Bezos. like I guess Bill Gates is kind of uh, you know under the radar, but you hear about him more than you hear about Richard Branson. But yeah, but Branson, like like he, you get the feeling that he's 
he's just trying to do f- cool, fun stuff, and he's not trying to pretend that he isn't. You know, like <laughs> yeah, there is a certain ball, uh, boldness to his, like whatever. I'm just doing what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but billionaires, notably. Uh, unaware of things around them. <laughs> right. I, I, feel, I feel like they don't really see the larger picture sometimes, and so they kind of annoy me. But um, also, uh, you know, it's not like it's not like government entities are pushing the space program as hard as, as they used to. And so in some ways, this stuff is exciting because at least somebody's pushing it, you know? And yeah. Yeah. part of it may be for ego. You know, I don't know why Bezos' ship has to look like a penis. I don't know what that's about. Um, and his logo looks like a penis. Like, what are you doing over there, Jeff Bezos? I know he's seen a penis. In fact, I think, didn't he get busted for sending pictures of his own to somebody? Like, I, what I'm saying is, like, these guys, I feel like they're doing it for their reasons. But when I see it, I go, all right. Uh, it looks like we can maybe land a rocket. That's really a huge advancement that maybe we right. wouldn't have made without that investment. All, you know, put aside that Musk is, you know whatever or anyone else's whatever like there's something about that so i don't know like part of me is like yeah this exploration or whatever but maybe you could and people always say imagine what one of these guys could do for world hunger if they just put that that space thing to the side and did this instead and my answer to that is they have enough money they could do both of those things and four other things too. <laughs> Still yeah. going, yeah, exactly. You want? I don't you wanna... like those kinds of like this or that arguments because yeah. it's it's silly because you can have those arguments forever, right? Well, well, and then eventually it just starts boiling down to you having to decide which super terrible problem is more important because then it's like okay now we're putting all our money into world hunger well why are you know you're trying to solve world hunger but what about climate change what about cancer you know like yeah you can go you're right you can go a million different ways and everybody want to tell billionaires what they should do i just i do wish they were more i wish they were all more like uh, jeff bezos's ex-wife who just seems to be giving away most of her money or a lot of mm-hmm. it, not most of it. <laughs> Give away most of Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll both be fine. Um, oh, all right. they'll do just fine. Yeah, they'll do just fine. Kids. So yeah. instead, let's not talk about them. Let's talk about this uh, Crab Nebula and what you found out. There's, there's a whole thing about like yeah. a thousand years ago and today. And uh, you're, you you were talking my language and you sent me this. So tell us what we're doing. Yeah. So so there's there's a new kind of supernova that was discovered. That's the headline, right? Like uh, a new type of supernova was discovered. And it turns out that this new type of supernova, there are many different types, uh, but this new one that was discovered actually uh, seems to be the type that caused the Crab Nebula that many of us are familiar with, which is that cool, very colorful, pretty um, explosion-looking nebula in space. Yeah. Um, so... A supernova, in case you don't know, is just that's just when a star collapses under its own like immense gravitational pressure. You know, those things are so big they they crush into each other, and then when it finally collapses under its own gravity, it explodes. Right. And uh and creates a supernova. It's a massive explosion. And these are so big that they're very bright, uh, and can it's Supernova are the source of basically all the heavier elements that we have in the world. You know, um, the famous uh, Carl Sagan quote that we're all star stuff. That's Mm -hmm. from supernovas exploding and creating all the elements that create the whole universe. It's very cool. Um, cool. (laughs) 
But uh, their one type of supernova had always been theorized. It was called an electron capture supernova. All right. And it was predicted back in the 80s by um, by an astronomer, uh, Ken, Kenichi Nomoto. I'm not good at pronouncing <laughs> And that guy's that name was Sting, but... and he was amazing. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the, he was a University of Tokyo astronomer. He predicted back in the 80s that this type of supernova must exist. So this was like 40 years ago. Cool. Um, and a lot, as with a lot of things in astronomy and astrophysics, you, you predict them a long time before you ever observe them. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, there was another in 2018, another astronomer came by who happened to also be a, a Japanese astronomer. He was a, an amateur astronomer at that, which is cool, um, noticed a supernova back in 2018, told the astronomical community about it and pretty quickly after it happened too, they happened to see it like just hours after the supernova occurred from from our perspective and from our perspective and, uh, that's that means how how old was that actual explosion in time i think it was i wish i had that number right in front of me um but i think it was thir- only 30 something light years away maybe 60 <laughs> something light years away wow which is in astronomical terms, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, is, but yeah, close. so that means it actually occurred some decades ago, right? Uh, and we're just seeing it now, right? But uh, so astronomers got to point all their telescopes at it and gather data just three hours after it after it started, yeah. and so they got to collect tons of data about this, and they determined that this was in fact the predicted electron capture supernova. Oh wow! And and with all the data that they collected, because what you can observe about a supernova in different types, the thing that distinguishes different types of supernova are are the the type of light that comes out of it, which tells you what sorts of elements were inside the star when it exploded, what sorts of elements it's creating, all that kind of stuff, which then will tell you how big the star was before it exploded, all this kind of stuff. And they were able to gather all that data and and see what would a nebula look like after the fact, after this supernova, and it fits the it fits the the image, or not necessarily the image, but the profile of the Crab Nebula. And the thing that I think that's so cool about that is that the Crab Nebula, um, and a lot of people might not know this, but humans actually observed the Crab Nebula being formed. Um, it was a, like a thousand years ago, ten fifty four. We have. We in in the year 1054 we have these uh, AD. Records. I guess it would have been AD, right? Yeah, AD. AD yeah. yeah, and we have records. They actually wrote this down. That in um, it, um, I think Asian astronomers, I think Chinese astronomer, astronomers specifically. I could be wrong about that, but they wrote down that a new star had formed in the sky, and it was around. You could see it during the day. For twenty three oh, wow. whole days, that's how bright these supernovae wow. are. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and um, and they were like, a new star is born. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then after twenty three days, you couldn't see it, but it was still able to. This was so big, they were you were able to see it in the night sky all over the whole world for two years. Mm. Um, and then it went away. So wait, what were they seeing? So they were seeing what this the beginning of the, the start end collapsing of that thing? on itself and exploding. So that was the no, actual. No, they were they were seeing the actual explosion. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. The actual supernova because when it explodes, it's the the light that is created is intensely bright in all 
the spectrum. Okay, but when so what we see now, what we're observing now, is aftermath of that. But it's just that now we can reach out further and see that stuff. Whereas a thousand years ago, you know, they probably thought it was God farted or whatever they thought back then. (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because it would have had to have been bright enough for them to be able to see it without the aid of telescopes. Yeah. Um, But now we can point like the Hubble telescope at it, and and we never knew It, it was that connection that was made. Oh, where the Crab Nebula is now, that's. That's uh, where people saw that star a thousand years ago, and it, it, to me, that's just so neat that over the life, over the course of like recorded history, we've been able to to document a star exploding and the resulting very beautiful crab nebula that that formed after it. That's just there's there's something really cool and poetic about that to me. Do you think sure. the fact that <laughs> I mean this is all purely based on whatever theory is currently held, I suppose, but since we're seeing the crab or this nebula in the way that we're seeing it today, that mm-hmm. means that we're seeing it 60 years after its current state, right? We're yeah. seeing it. We're seeing what it looked like 60 years ago. 60 years ago. So in another 60 or in the 60 years that have, have passed and we just don't see it yet, which means in another 60 we'll see it. What else would this look like? Would it look the same? Because we're talking about cosmic stuff could take a billion years to do anything, right? Yeah. So it's not right. like suddenly we're going to be looking in there and go, oh, the first little planet with the people are on it. There it is. <laughs> like a whole new it, Earth or whatever. It doesn't work that way, does it? It definitely changes over time and it will be different another thousand years from now. To be clear, so that you don't um, get correction emails by by nerdy astronomers, the Crab Nebula is like six and a half thousand light years away. The 60 or 30 or 60 or whatever, that was the, oh, gotcha. that was the okay. one that was noticed in 2018 okay so the Um, crab one though that's very possible that in another thousand years things could look you know different there right i mean i don't mean there'll be life on planets and i can see birds in the sky it's not what i mean but (laughs) but you might be you know certainly it will look different though because what what, the reason that you can even see it is because of all the complex interactions of like energy and and um and light from from moving through the huge gas of elements that are floating around. So that is going to continue to spread out from the force of the explosion that happened um, a thousand years prior to what we're seeing. And, and eventually that will just spread out and, and maybe new stars will form from, from that. Maybe not, but, but um, it'll eventually just spread out. Yeah. Uh, do uh, scientists have a way? Are they monitoring stars that seem like they're close to collapse, so that maybe in our lifetime we can see using the technology and the, and the telescopes that we've got, see a star collapsing on itself and exploding into a supernova? Yes, yes, absolutely. There's one in particular that astronomers are super excited about. It's called. Uh, it's it's got another cool name. It's Betelgeuse. Um, oh, Betelgeuse. If you've heard of, Only if say you've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I won't say it anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but that one has been being talked about. It, it comes up in the news all the time because it appears to be like the type of star based on its size, the type of star that it is, how old it is, and what we know about how the lifetime and life cycle of stars, it's at the end of its life. <laughs> and it's, and it's, probably going to go supernova any day now quote unquote that's what the headlines always say sure oh, any, any day, day now any but day. in astronomical terms it's like sometime within the next thousand years <laughs> yeah. it's going to explode mm-hmm. probably that's like a, sp- a space day is very different than our day uh yeah exactly whether we like yeah, that or not right. um somebody in the chat i forgot who did it captain kipper was it yeah 
uh, put up a link with the Crab Nebula's various um, light uh, states. So if you look at it with with radio, you see a very different thing. Infrared, visible light, ultraviolet, X-rays, and gamma rays. Those are those look like very separate things. Like they don't exist in the same place, but those are all being just sort of looked through by different lenses at the same nebula, yeah. which is really rad. Like that X rays cool. one, the hell's going mm-hmm. on there? I mean, yeah. that looks like a, a little black like hole a looking thing with a, like something that the Enterprise wouldn't want to get close to. Yeah, on, uh, that Star little, Trek. That little doodle hanging out of there is going to hit the Enterprise and send everybody into a new dimension or whatever. Got to watch out. The gamma rays are the ones you got to w- w- watch out for. Isn't that what made? The incru- the Hulk. Isn't that what made Hulk? Yeah, yeah that's what made Hulk was gamma rays. Yeah. You're right. Oh yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, Bruce Banner can push uh, Rick Jones out of the way for that one. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> uh, oh, I got. Sorry, this is unrelated. Well, it's related to what Brian was just saying and what you brought up with the sure. Hulk. But I just wanted to mention it because um, it comes up on the show sometimes. The reason that we don't see any more standalone Hulk movies isn't because the two Hulk movies that came before weren't good enough to make more, uh, and the Hulk was incredibly popular in the MCU. You know, the Mark Ruffalo stuff. Unintended, incredibly popular. There you go. Very nice, very nice. Um, However, I looked it up or did a bunch of research, and the only only reason any of this doesn't happen again, or the reason that uh, Disney Plus doesn't have at least the 03 one, I'm not sure they have the 08 one. They may have that on the the Disney Plus channel, but they don't have the old 03 one because Universal still has the rights to Incredible Hulk usage. Oh, really? Film. Okay, yeah. so it's yeah. um, interesting. So they don't. So we've got we've got them on loan, or uh, Disney has them on loan for um, Endgame and Infinity War and yeah. Ragnarok and all that. I think stuff. they have some special arrangement that just basically says, "Look, if he's the focus, then we get him. Mm-hmm. If he's not, that's fine or whatever." I knew I thought- the 03 one was outside of the MCU. Oh, that's purview, that's, that's true um, too. Like, there's no MCU connectivity, the, uh, connective tissue there. Whereas 08 had what Tony Stark showed Ed, up and yeah, and Edward Norton Jr. and uh, uh, I want to say Black Widow, right? Wasn't she in there? Black Widow showed up to no, wasn't it her maybe first? Not, no, oh, that was her no. first showing. No, nope, because she because uh, we talked about this. That came out a month after. Um, oh, Iron Man two. She was in Iron Man two. Yes, she was in Iron Man. That's right. I thought I don't, Edward I don't Norton think she was being in, a a butt was a, a butthead was um part of that whole thing too or maybe that's why they didn't make more after the first one he was in i don't know something like that yeah because they really tease us getting the leader in that right we get uh tim blake nelson who you see his silhouette with growing the giant forehead thing um yeah uh, uh, in the background but they never followed up on that so no leader colonel but it is uh, official it is officially in the mcu canon isn't it yeah it is yeah Yeah, and that's why we're we're probably going to be seeing, or it looks like we're going to be seeing the abomination, Emma Blonsky, in uh, Shang-Chi. He's yeah. in the trailer. It's oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm totally into that. Yeah, uh, yeah Thunderbolt Ross, uh, that's where um, he started in that 08 movie. That actor, what's his name? Um, anyway, uh, he's all through the uh, MCU. William Hurt. William Hurt, and he was in the last yeah. uh, two movies. Uh, he was in Black Widow. Yeah. Oh, was he? Okay, see? Some of this stuff just keeps hanging on, man. John Hurt. No, not John Hurt. William Hurt. Not John Hurt. William Hurt. William, it really John is Hurt's William Hurt. Is it not the, the elephant man? It is. Right. John Hurt had his... Uh, it is broadcast news. His, William his, he was the alien chestburster, John Hurt, who people are thinking of. Anyway. That's right. Yes. Uh, good stuff, as always, Bobby. Um, we started with space. We ended with the Hulk. I can't imagine a better way to do it. 
Well, there's it, it's yeah. a, it's connected. There's a Nebula is in the MCU. So. Hey, look oh, at that's, that! Hey, there you go. Yes, yeah. She's <laughs> a cra- and she can be a crab sometimes. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, a, she's a cranky the crabby Nebula. Yeah, she's a crabby movie. Nebula. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, father's kind of a dick. Anyway, hey, uh, uh, why don't you tell the fine folks at home where they can get more science coverage from Bobby Frankenberger. You should definitely check out the podcast I do with my amazing science co-host, uh, Maura. She, she and I do a podcast called All Around Science, and you can, uh, you can we, every week we talk about science news like this and some fun topic. We just got done the one that came out on Monday uh we were talking about Ro- rome and the theory have you ever heard the the theory that con- that lead poisoning because romans used lead like they made their pipes and aqueducts and stuff out of lead that yeah. lead poisoning contributed to the fall of the roman empire <laughs> no i didn't know that no i haven't heard I th- that i thought I you were gonna say that uh... i thought you were gonna say it was built in a day all this talk about it not being built in a day <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> aliens yeah that aliens. was that was my gonna be my theory joke that's all right it's fine it's <laughs> okay, fine we stole it so wait a minute is that true like do we know this that the lead did it well, I don't know. I guess you'll have to the listen to uh, Monday's episode uh, of All yeah, Around Science. I see what you've done there. Good All right, well teased, sir. Check it, and also check out his TikTok channel. It's very good, and uh, it's always yeah. a pleasure when those pop up. Bobby Frankenberger, have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next Thanks, guys. time. Bye see now. <laughs> I like space. Space is cool. Space is cool. I'm a fan of space. Uh, also, occasionally a fan of this. It's time for the news brought to you by. Brought to you by a sneeze. Oh. Oh, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you very much. Wow. That was a long time building to that one. That actually uh, changed us to the central servers. Just yeah, I think I think a bird just fell off of my shirt <laughs> when I did that. Uh, hey, uh, Coverville is happening today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time uh, to celebrate the birthday or what would have been the birthday of Bon Scott of ACDC. Uh, if he were still alive, he'd be 75 freaking years old. Oh. Uh, well, about a, about a week ago, he would have turned 75. Uh, so, so uh, Coverville, of course, going to be ACDC covers all your favorites. Uh, you know, it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, Highway to Hell, uh, Back in Black, Dirty Deeds, all that stuff. Balls to the uh, wall. ACDC. Yeah, remember that song? Balls to the wall. Remember that? Yep. No, no, no cover of that one. Um, <laughs> whole lot of Rosie, Thunderstruck, TNT. Wait, yeah, don't, Thunderstruck. Don't be, don't be teasing songs I don't have a cover of. But isn't Thunderstruck now. a, that's a, that's a, uh, what's his name? John, Brian Johnson joint, isn't it? Thunderstruck? No. It is. It's, yeah. It's, I'm covering the whole game. Oh, you're just ACDC doing the whole band. Not, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's just yeah. ACDC and not, I'm not limiting it to just Bon Scott. It's a good idea. Stuff. Yeah. Yep. They have a lot of running the gamut. Very nice. Say. I love me some ACDC. So yeah, an episode to watch. There you All go. right, uh, get... Mountain Time uh, Twitch TV slash Coverville. Very nice. Our first story today: Lightning strikes in India kill thirty eight people in twenty four hours, including eleven that were taking selfies. Oh jeez. Now I have a takeaway on this, and also I don't love reveling in the deaths of anyone, but uh, that's a lot of selfie takers. So my is. thinking is. If you, okay, let's say you're out in the rain, sun, thunderstorm rain. The idea is like, don't have an umbrella or don't have a, you know, don't a, stand a, close to a tree. Right. Um, is that still true? I guess the tree thing's true, right? Yeah. You just don't want anything 
you don't want to be next to something metal and tall or, or just tall. Right. But, um, right, right. So I wonder if these people had lightning or sorry, uh, not, not, not lightning. Uh, what do you call them? Selfie sticks. Or if they mm. were just doing one of these. Oh, yeah. It could have been. Yeah. That's an interesting possibility. That would make sense, right? Because you're, yeah. you're holding something taller than you that's made out of uh, uh, metal. They don't get into it, but they say the majority of the deaths occurred in the western state of Rashishthan, where 11 people died Rashishthan. after being struck by lightning as they posed for photographs near a watchtower. Well, that's probably why they're near a watchtower. Mm, they were all they were all along that watchtower. They were all along the watchtower. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's the end of BSG again. Um, <laughs> let's see. This according to uh, the police. There, uh, senior police officer Anad Siravistava said some of the victims were taking selfies near the popular tourist attack- attraction in the city of Jaipur when lightning struck on Sunday evening. He said at least nine people were killed and nearly 20 others were injured in separate lightning strikes when the state was lashed with thunderstorms and monsoon rains. Um, That's a lot. 38 people, man. It is a lot. I'm curious as to how many people died at the same time, uh, you know, staying in that watchtower or if, you know, it was like, uh, it was taking lightning's taking them out one by one or if it was uh, one big shot. Yeah. I yeah, I assume shot. it was probably multiple people. I would assume shot. so too. If it was all, you know, all of these people died at the same, or all these people uh, died next to that watchtower, because yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty rough geez. though, man. I don't want. I don't want to get crazy. hit by lightning. I wonder. Have you ever been close to being hit by lightning? No, no. I mean, not to my knowledge, anyway. I haven't been standing near a tree that got hit, but there have been times that you know we've just been in the house and we hear we see the flash and hear the lightning immediately so no it was no, it's close yeah. it was really nearby yeah yeah we had uh, i was in a car once that got struck but because you're rubber on the road you're mm, grounded right you're grounded yeah so nothing happened except i want to say that radio quit working or something like that hmm. wow. but it was it was a long and time no, ago i can't taste salt <laughs> <laughs> well that would be a bummer i wouldn't like that That would be a bummer yeah yeah, my wife just made jambalaya with the perfect amount of salt. I would enjoy that much less. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, sad for those folks, but uh, that's intense. I don't, I don't know if we uh, that may be a record. Uh, yeah, it's for a lot. Sure. They don't say, but it might be scary stuff. Uh, speaking of scary stuff, Taco Bell employee set off some fireworks inside the restaurant, causing fire, and then accidentally locked themselves out because they're dummies. <sighs> Because they're dipshit supremes, yeah, is what dip they are. Dipshit supremes, same seven ingredients, dipshit supreme. That's right. Uh, Taco Bell employee was arrested on Monday in Nashville, Tennessee, after she and her co-workers allegedly set off fireworks inside the place, and it caused everything to catch on fire. They watched this happen from afar because they accidentally locked themselves out of the place. The incident occurred on July 5th at one of the fast food uh, chain's locations in Tennessee's capital city, but the investigation into how the blaze began... Uh, took a turn on the 8th when the restaurant management called fire investigators to report uh, the surveillance cameras had captured their employees playing with fireworks inside of the establishment. Uh, according to the uh, footage, the employees had been seen locking the doors to the dining room to keep customers from entering the business. The video then shows the employees running around the inside of the store with fireworks in their hand. Now, one, I'm not justifying what they did, doing this in a closed <laughs> place in a building. Bad idea. Yeah, yeah. But in the South, they don't have the same... Like, we hear this out here in the West, and we go, it'll burn everything. 
The whole world yeah. will burn because we have really yeah. strict fireworks laws during the summer you, when everything's you really think, tindery. Though, right? Because there's still people setting off firecrackers here in Colorado, and it's been dry and, and well, hot. People are and, still dumb, but you know we're, yeah. we're a little more. I mean, like, there's dumb people everywhere. Yeah, but uh, we're a little yeah. more tender to it here, just because we, <laughs> you know, half of California can burn down with one guy's dumb fireworks. So right. it's like that. Right. So over in the south, though, like where my wife grew up in Mississippi. They had fireworks all year long, and they're constantly having wars out in the yard and shooting at each other, and it's no big deal because everything's wet and swampy and never going to catch on anything fire. Now, you don't do it in the house, but, right. you know, my her brothers would run around the yard and just fire bottle rockets at each other until one yeah. of them got hit. Yeah, oh, we did a thing the one year. God, this is a long time ago, but we had a bunch of bottle rockets and a fence between us and um, and the, the kids who lived down the street, the neighbors, right? Uh, but they were in the next yard over, so we had a fence between us. And what we were doing is lighting the pop bottle rocket yeah. and then tossing it up in the air so that as it spun around, it would then kick in and go pew and <laughs> fire down in a direction you didn't know. Yeah. You know, it was basically like, what direction is it going? And you could kind of like, if you looked at it, you could almost see when it was going to go and you kind of toss it up right. and hope that as it makes its arc, yep. it's pointing in the right direction to hit the guys <laughs> on the other side of the fence. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was stupid. It was I, stupid, I'm just right? going to say it right now. Yeah. Completely stupid. It was a bad idea. We did a lot of that as well when I was younger. Uh, it was a thing we did. And we got our, mm-hmm. when fireworks were like uh, stringent because there'd be new rules because of a particularly dry summer, we mm-hmm. would drive to uh, Wendover. Nevada? Yeah, went over Nevada, right? Okay. I don't know. I've heard the name, but I didn't. I don't know what state it's in. I think it's Nevada. It'd have to be, because they have a casino there. It yeah. is in... It's funny. I type Wendover, and I get Wendover, Utah, Wendover, Nevada. Uh, uh, I, think Google, we're cro- Google. I think we're right on the border, and so on one side, you can go to casinos, and on the other, you can't. Um, it is. It is Nevada, but it yeah, it is uh, apparently... Okay. Well, we'd go down there because they sold. They didn't care. They had they had like the full blown M eighties and all like the big stuff, and so we'd buy it there because we wow. were dumb teenagers. That's what you, mm-hmm. that's what we did, and uh, I don't regret it. I have no regrets about going to yeah. Wendover. Wendover's even got one of those big waving cowboy signs. It's pretty great. I was going to say it actually does. Uh, the Wendover Will. That's uh-huh. his name. Wendover Will, not Bendover Will. No, but Wendover Will, yeah. neon cowboy. He's on the Nevada side. But the best Western plus Wendover Inn and the airport are on the Utah side. Yeah. Weird, right? So you fly into Utah, yeah. and then you go check out the cowboy in Nevada. Yeah. That's what we did. We would do that. And they also had, I can't remember if we ever went in there. Well, they had all kinds of, like, it was just seemed like a different planet because they had all these, like, you know, debauchery over there. They had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had sure. They allowed every, They allowed it all. They stuff. had it all, yes. man. As far as we know, they had strip clubs. We never looked, but maybe they did. I don't know. But they were right across the street. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> anyway, right? Um, yeah, there's Wendover there Bill chat room. See him there. Look at this blue. Wow, thing. why is there? There's a place called the Danger Cave State Historical Monument. Oh, go Danger into, Cave. Let's go into Danger Cave. Ooh, I'd go. It to sounds a like place. the Hardy Boys. Uh, like Danger where the Hardy Boys would go. I'd go to the Danger Cave. Sure. Yeah, that's uh. They used to, I had a girlfriend named Danger Cave. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, moving on. Hey-o. Those guys are dumb and they're in trouble and they deserve it to get. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk in the news. But this okay. isn't really about him. Um, he was giving testimony in a Tesla lawsuit uh, that was about this acquisition of Solar City. They're doing a merger with the solar, the oh, big yeah. solar company. Yeah, actually, so. that's who... I think they 
they've done a merger because solar we we had we have solar panels yeah we bought them from solar city but now we get bills from tesla so right i think it's done um, but there's a lawsuit around it um gotcha something about who knows it's like any business stuff there's always when there's this much money there's always something going on in court but um they merged with them for 2.6 billion dollars so that's probably why but anyway he's sitting there giving some uh, testimony and the uh uh the test or see the uh uh the Tesla lawyer <laughs> vomited mm. in the jury box. <laughs> just like, hold on a second. And just horked it in the uh, in the jury box. Which uh, The impressive part is that he did it from the witness stand. <laughs> uh, so Elon Musk's uh, testimony in a trial concerning the electric car company Tesla was interrupted when an attorney vomited in the courtroom, causing the trial to come to a temporary halt. Uh, the attorney was sitting in the jury box when he vomited. <laughs> According to Mr. Musk's testimony in the broader proceedings for two hours while staff cleaned out the area, Ugh, uh, yeah. the lawsuit claims uh, this and then they get into the whole lawsuit, which we don't care that much about. But uh, uh, <laughs> would the jury please rise? Oh, already one step ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> the jury's excused. I'm out of here. Yeah, the jury may now retire. Oh, well, don't worry. We're halfway out the door. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, the guy just fell like crap, but. Yeah. Your Honor, I'm going to put my headphones down and go throw up. <laughs> I was going to say, like you have, you had the most graceful out anyone's ever done for that sort of thing. <laughs> like I had to leave the tail end of TMS or not TMS DTNS yesterday when we're doing like post show stuff. Yeah, because these pills the doctor has me on. Mm. Well, let's just say out of nowhere, you got a fruit and you got to go. You got to get up and go. <laughs> you got no time. No time. Yeah, I hate him. I freaking hate him. Uh, all right, final story today before taking yep. our break. Yep. Tiger King, Joe Exotic. Yeah, I'm sorry. It will no. not be played by Nicolas Cage. Yeah, uh, real name Joseph. Because I got standards. <laughs> I got standards. Can you imagine Nick Cage passing on something that has standards? <laughs> uh, Joseph Molinado Passage, as you know him. I hate his mm. name. I hate his real name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his two year or his twenty two year uh, sentence has been vacated by a federal appeals court. Uh, the tenth court or tenth uh, circuit court of appeals found that the lower courts made a mistake by not grouping both murder for hire convictions together with the sentencing of Exotic, whose real name is Joseph. Blah, 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 who cares? While his sentencing was vacated, Molinado Passage's convictions were upheld, and he'll be resentenced at a later date. So he's. This is only a temporary thing. It's just a little uh, temporary bonus for him. Gotcha. It's a little like the technicality. Technicalities can really hose you in a in a court thing. <sighs> yeah. And Bill Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Jello pudding can tell you all about it for sure. <laughs> um. Anyway, he uh, was convicted in 2019, applying to kill his rival Carol Baskin, as well as a uh, uh or sorry counts of animal cruelty. You mean that bitch Carol Baskin? Yeah. Sorry. Got that. I always forget to put that bitch in there. Uh, Molinado Passage hired two hitmen on two different occasions, though uh, his end goal on purpose was the same. Uh, Thus, the acts or transactions of the two counts shared a common criminal objective, her murder, said the court. The court district erred by not grouping the two murder-for-hire counts. So it's the definition of a technicality. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't really help him. He's probably going to get the same sentencing, roughly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I, you know what? As much as this stuff's like, oh man, what technicality, whatever. I'm glad that they, I'm kind of glad when this stuff comes up because then you're like, I know it's not perfect. No, no justice system is, but I like when there's a goof 
and they feel like they have to go through all the rigmarole to fix the goof. Otherwise, if you can, if you, I, I don't, I just don't think you can just willy nilly this stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm kind of glad they when they do this. I'm not happy when it results to somebody like Bill Cosby being free, who admitted right. what he did. It's not yeah, like right, but but in the case of uh, Joe Exotic, is like oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's all very complicated. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're going to come back in a minute with a uh, an email for Wendy for Therapy Thursday. But before we can do that, I'm told I was just told from the control room we have to play a song. Brian, do you have one? I do. This is great stuff. This is um, uh, this is a group called Smoking Area featuring Kalkbokum. All right, I want you to pronounce this. I was going to say you're like me all of a sudden. What is this name? Yeah, pronounce that. Okay, I'm looking. Uh, it looks like it looks like uh, those are the letters in your Scrabble tray that you're not going to be able to do anything with. Oh my gosh. Um, K P K A O H O M. Capacom. Capom. 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 Anyway, That's really weird. Uh, Smoking Area wrote this about the song and said, It was a long time ago. We used to smoke cigarettes together at the same place. However, we're separated today, and she went to a better place, but I stayed here forever waiting for her to come back again. I miss her so much. So I don't know where they're from, but um, (laughs) (laughs) sounds like it was translated. Yeah. Uh, All right. The band is called Smoking Area, but that band name is even here in the song as well. The song is called Waiting. Here it is. We'll be right back.
you guys. Let's talk about Blue Chew. You know it's summer and camping season. Let's talk about those tents you got to pitch. <laughs> That's right. This episode's brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in that bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate, if you know what I'm saying. That's where Blue Chew comes in. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. And the best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Ew, nobody likes that. They're also made right here in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a very discreet package. You can take them anytime, day or night, doesn't matter. Plan ahead if you want, or when the opportunity arises. Ah, oh, it's pretty awesome. Tear them open, put them down, you're good to go. So, we have a special deal for our, for our listeners. And uh, find out how Blue Chew can help you by trying it for free. When you use the promo code TMS at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's blue like the color blue, bluechew.com. And use the promo code TMS. And receive that first month for free. And uh, get that $5 off on the shipping. Pretty great. Visit bluechew.com for more details and more important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the show today. If you looked like me, you wouldn't wear a shirt either. I burned him. This is the morning stream. That's maybe one of my favorite Fletchers. Uh, Brian, that song again was? That song again is uh, <laughs> Waiting Room, I'm sorry, Waiting by the band Smoking Area featuring Sounds like a ricochet of a bullet or something. I know, I'm like looking up, I'm doing the typical Google thing, which is pronounce Um Let's see here. Okay, hold on a second. We've got... Uh, uh, there's no, there's nothing that says pronounce. I found, I found their SoundCloud, and I found um, that's all I found though. Yeah. I did not find uh, a way to pronounce it. Well, bummer. They've done themselves a disservice by having a wacky name and no way to know totally, how to say it. Totally. Yeah. Just, just search for uh, "waiting by smoking area." Perfect. Uh, quick note while we wait for Wendy to arrive. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, the instance uh, Garrett's out of town for two weeks, and. Uh, Joining me tomorrow will be Alex Albisu, who's currently in the uh, chat there, despite wow. his crappy voice. You, you know, I was going to say, aren't you a little concerned about having his voice on your show? I mean, I, I mean, think a mic can fix a lot of that. I'm going to try to do some post-production work on it. Maybe yeah, that'll solve yeah, it. Filter. Um, there, I think there is a fixed crappy voice filter in Audition that you can use. Yeah, I'm uh, kidding, of course. He'll be here tomorrow, though. That's not a joke. <laughs> he will be here. And um, the week after that, John Jagger will join me at some point uh, in some future sit-in when if, if Garrett's gone. I think even Bobby may swing by. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're going to see more guests when some of us aren't around. But, yeah, uh, tomorrow That's cool. is a big deal. You mentioned, tomorrow we're I haven't kinda, heard the most recent show, but you mentioned a big change for the instance. What, yeah, um, we're just sort of pulling the camera out a little bit. We're uh, We're saying, hey... What if it was more than just, wow, maybe it's MMOs in general. Maybe it's hmm. uh, the industry of MMOs. Oh, and cool. I gotcha. Games. That's... Yeah. Because things are, I don't know, a little weird. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> on the Blizzard front in terms of like you know being able to generate content. And we're not the only ones feeling this. It's all happening kind of all over the place. And so yeah, yeah. we're just like. I have this phrase. I keep using it because I'm proud of it, but I know people are sick of it. But we had a choice. We came to a crossroads. We could end it after 15 years. We could mm-hmm. end it. We could pretend it. Oh. Or we could amend it. Amend it. Oh, well done. So Nicely. we amend it. I love it when things rhyme like that. So we're amending it. And uh, uh, nice. Greg Street over at um, uh, Riot Software used to be at Blizzard. Uh a ghost crawler himself told me on a text that he may steal that phrase and use it for something internally. I said, <laughs> I said that'd be totally fine. You can use That's it. That's nice. Yeah. Are you excited about the new uh, the new game that is um, you know lane based like Heroes of the Storm, but features Pokemon characters? No, I mean, I mean, I mean yes, but I didn't know about it. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> Pokemon Unite uh, oh, just got announced. Right. Comes yeah. out on the Switch a week from today, or actually a week from. You're excited from about that. yesterday. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm not a big Heroes of the Storm. I'm not a big lanes guy, or lane, lane based games, or whatever they call MOBA. I'm not a big MOBA. Yeah, guy, not a MOBA guy. Um, but you'll like try those, it. But yeah, MOBAs like usually Pokemon. mean I have to cooperate with other people who are telling me, uh, <laughs> "Learn to play, noob." Yeah, learn to play. Get, get good yes. and stay in the middle lane or whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. L2P noob. There yeah. you go. Uh, well, speaking of not noobs, uh, my sister is here, and we're gonna play her little intro She's here. Definitely not a noob. If I can find that. After a whirlwind trip out west and a 20, I'm sure, uneventful uh, hours of driving back home to Minnesota, where she is based. It's windy, everybody. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Hi. I'm worried about Wyoming. Shall we stage an intervention? What happened up there? Did you, uh, uh, you went through there both ways. So what happened in Wyoming? What's going on? I just generally worry about everybody there. (laughs) You just have a general sense of worry about Wyoming? Yeah, like it's not going well, and their roads are terrible, and you know stuff like that. Oh, like yeah, but you can stop a little American, get a twenty-five cent ice cream cone, and look at their new clean tile showers. Yeah, that's true. I think it's seventy-five cents. Man, inflation. (laughs) Yeah, inflation. No, it's good. It's good. We made it back. We're all alive. Three drivers really makes a difference. I will tell you that. You know what I heard is really fancy and nice up there is uh, Dick Cheney's uh, ranch. It's apparently very nice up there. Oh, of course. Yeah. I think I a, Star Valley is another one of those places that is like mega nice. Yeah, mega nice. He's not spreading out the love, I don't think. No, I as think far as I know, happen. Dick Cheney, he just shoots shoots his friends at hunting accidents. But <laughs> um, his, uh, my, I had a friend who I knew in my 20s who uh, always told us he was going to be an FBI agent, or a, sorry, a secret ser- service agent. We never believed him. He totally did it. And all during the Bush presidency, he was chief uh secret service guy for cheney's detail and so everywhere cheney went nationally internationally anytime at the ranch anytime in dc this old friend of mine was right there ready to take a bullet for oh, the what VP. was he doing when he shot someone in the face i know I, that's the thing is i think he may have even been there for that but they were standing off somewhere um yeah. and heard it well happen. he's he's supposed to protect cheney i guess not the other guy yeah <laughs> He's the he's one of the coolest guys I know, and I think he's retiring now and like living in Idaho. But he was a really cool, really cool That's dude. Awesome. I can't. I also that. have a friend from high school who was on Dick Cheney's detail. I bet they know each other. They probably know each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, there's what's funny is this is a guy who, in every way in his professional life, turned out to be a very serious guy, very serious about his job, very devoted to the Secret Service thing. Served under uh, multiple administrations, different parties. It was you know there's no like party affiliation for him. It was just like. 
I'm, this is how I'm serving my country. This is my career. So that's what he did. And it was all very good. But this is the same guy that one time sent me a picture of his poo because he thought it looked funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the, I guess what I'm saying is everybody matures, right? And at one point when he was, I want to say 19 or 20, <clears throat> he thought it'd be hilarious if he sent me a picture. Oh no, I'm sorry. He took my, my camera. So it was a film camera, right? Cause this is before digital. Mm-hmm. And he takes a picture of what he thinks is just a big gnarly poo, and then doesn't tell me. And then I go get the film processed, and I'm flicking through my thirty or forty pictures, and all of a sudden, one of them is a picture of his poo. <laughs> so how do you go from Sorry. that to secret service agent? I don't know, man. Well, it's called time and maturity, and yeah. Wouldn't this new generation just love to have that kind of freedom to be stupid and not have it ruin their lives? Right, right. They don't have any like it's not on someone's phone you can hack or any of that. It's I, know, a, I, I still have the photo in a box somewhere, but it doesn't say where it came from. It's my camera. So yeah, times have changed. Anyway, uh, it's good to have you here. We're gonna do an email, and uh, it was really fun uh, having you here. Also, even though I, I felt like I barely saw you, but that was just because it was a busy day that day. But um, did you have fun out here? Was it, was it a good time? We did. Yeah. We had a blast. It All was right. great. We got our, we took back our 30 boxes of Denver donuts. So yeah. that yeah. was worth it. Did you get the <gasps> chocolate cake ones? The Those are the best. Yeah. 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 Those That's are all matter. Cake frost. Oh. They're so good. Brian. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, they're good. You've had oh, them, right? It's all good. It's all good. Cause that happened. No, it was great. We had a great time. Did you have more? Did you relaxing. have a continuing regret that you are not the heirs to the Dumford bakery that you could no. have been at one point? No. no? No, no, no. I do like having like our last name on a thing that yeah. I can like give someone and be like, mm-hmm. sorry, your dog died. Here's some donuts. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, yeah. I missed that. But, you know, we brought enough back. We could probably do that for a little while. All right. Well, good luck. <laughs> out. May, may those calories burn like the hot Arizona sun. All right. <laughs> Let's get to this, uh, this email that we received from a listener. Um, this is from a French Canadian. Uh, I know this cause they said, sorry about any gram- grammatical inconsistencies. My English is not great. So I'll, I, uh, first of all, no problem. And second of all, most people assume it's just me anyway. So here we go. Hi, Wendy, Brian and Scott. I'm 43 years old and a white male. I've been in a couple Uh, with my wife for over 20 years, married for 16. We got four healthy children uh, that are 2, 5, 12, and 13 years old. Wow, it's a lot. Me and my wife own a fashion design company since 2000. We used to work full-time together with our first kid born in 2007, the 2008 financial crisis, and our second child uh, coming in 2009. We decided it would be safer for the family if I took a more stable job. You put that in quotes. Uh, I took a job in a call center uh, for a financial institution as my wife kept uh, with our business or stayed with our business. I continued to be involved in our company, but of course, at a lesser level. The job in the call center was rough from the beginning, excuse me, in the beginning, but I kept going. The financial security of my growing family was my main goal. Working in a call center is nobody's dream job, but over the last 12 years, I've managed to obtain several positions in the company, and I'm now call center team leader and doubled my initial salary. During this time... Our company continues to evolve, but sadly, even though we never lost money, uh, it was never that profitable. But my wife kept going. The business uh, was the life project of the beginning of our relationship. For some years, the rational choice would have been to close the shop and get a job elsewhere, but my wife feels like she, can, she can't do anything else. So basically, I'm generally happy, but don't have much to complain about. And don't. No, there's no but. Uh, so what is the point of sending this email to Therapy Thursday? Over the last years... I feel underappreciated. Sorry, I feel, yeah, I feel underappreciated. Over the last 10 years, I have worked really hard, set aside most of my friends, 
as I had no time to invest in any other relationship. I've managed to allow everybody in the family to have hobbies, to have time with their friends, to have the most fulfilling life as possible. However, whenever it came time for me to have spare time for myself, it was always set aside. I'm gladly making all sacrifices for my family and I wouldn't do it uh, and I would do it again, but I would love some recognition, some acknowledgement. Uh, although I rationally know I am an important I am important for my family. I don't feel like it. Um, I would appreciate to hear what you guys uh, would say about my feelings and have some of Wendy's guidance. Therapy Thursday is really important for me and for a lot of people on the topics uh, that they might not be related to me directly. But it helps me to have a better understanding of people around me. Thanks for all your work. All the best. Uh, M, we'll call them. Um, he didn't say specifically that it was recognition or acknowledgement from his spouse, but that's what this feels like, right? Sounds like it from the from the family, yeah, <clears throat> that he yeah. did all this stuff to help the family. and Sure. And, and the kids, that's hard because they're, let's see, you said they were 5, 12, and 13. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Or two, five, twelve, and thirteen. They're not really old enough to start realizing the sacrifices dad made to help them out or whatever. So you can't really get it from there yet. He will eventually, but they'll be in their thirties. That's how this works. Um, but it sounds like his wife. Is that a fair assumption? If you could just if you could just hang on for thirty more years, yeah. all the thanks you'll need will yeah. be coming. No, it's amazing. Ask a seventy-year-old about that and see if that's what happens. Is that okay? Well, maybe it doesn't. But it's still like it feels like my kids are just now hitting the age where they're running into stuff in their life where they go, Oh man, this really makes me appreciate what mom did or what dad did. Mm-hmm. Or, like mm-hmm. I hear that more now yeah. than when they were young. Cause they don't know when they're, yeah, yeah. they can't see it when they're younger. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, not that. Yeah. No, it does come as they get older and maybe some appreciation or whatever, but it, right. it, it might take them being in their forties and living this life for them to really get it. And right. so if you, if that's what you have to wait for, <laughs> you might be waiting too long. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Well, so yeah, maybe maybe there's a hint that it's the wife. Um, you know, there's a couple of things there. But let's start with this. Like, life is hard. <laughs> let's just start with that fact, right? Next, like, next email. To, oh, yeah, that's not all. Okay. Well, <laughs> to put put uh, to raise a family. I mean, this is French Canada. I don't know what it's like to live there or what the policies are currently to make life good for a family, but I can speak for Americans and I've also lived in Sweden and I know there's a crazy difference in how families are supported in Sweden and how they're supported here. They're not supported here. I mean, there's a couple things like you got income tax break with you have a kid, maybe Um, that's about it. Um, Anyway. So, you know, it's just, it's difficult to be a parent. It's difficult to raise a family and, and it's almost impossible to go live your dream and, or do, you know, take financial risks or try really, you know, I don't know, swing for the stars a couple times and regroup and do different things when you've got to feed people consistently and making sure they have a roof over their head. Right. So we have a long history of um, just adulting is tough. And then you have to sacrifice a lot so that those kids have stability. I just want to acknowledge that that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Am I in the same boat? Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. It it it's tough stuff. So so start with that. Um. And then let's dig into this etern- internally. So we have a couple things, and uh, culturally, I'm not really sure what's relevant here, but I'll just take it from my own perspective. So often we have what's what we call a good mom or a good dad. 
right? So I want both of you to tell me what a good dad is. If we had to categorize, maybe list a few things, what's a good dad? Oh my gosh. Um, always there to support your kids. Uh, um, listens to what they have to say. Doesn't, doesn't, um, uh, just provides advice or direction, but doesn't necessarily dictate what they need to do. I guess that comes with a certain age, though, because yeah. there's some ages you, you just need to dictate what those, damn, what those damn kids need to do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, being someone yeah. that the kids feel like they can trust and rely on. Yeah. Okay. A protector yeah. of sorts, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't mean. Provider. Yeah, provider, protector, someone you just feel safe with. Uh, you can do that with your mom, too, of course. But I don't know. I feel like you're, especially if you're teaming, you got the, you know, husband, wife team. You, you you both have some of these qualities, but to me, it seems mm-hmm. like, oh, it's the one who makes sure we're all okay. And I'm, I, there's food on this table because he's out there working for it, even though mom can do that too. But that's, those yeah, are, those are, these all sound kind of stereotype, but I think in some ways they're true. So I guess you'll tell us if we're wrong or not. Yeah. So then what's a, <laughs> what's a bad dad? A bad dad? A bad dad is one who doesn't do any of the things that we just said. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Give me one, an example of something um, they do do. Um, What's a bad dad do? A bad dad uh, comes with, up with excuses to not be with his family. Uh, Go after mother. For, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> someone, someone who's like, I'm going to the bar. Well, what about the kids? You said we'd been, ah, they'll be fine. Rah, like, mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. doesn't want to be there. Yeah. That, that yeah. feels like a bad dad. Okay, so let's put it in different language because what you said about a good dad is a good dad puts his needs aside and makes sure everyone else is okay. Yeah. And a bad dad puts his needs first and doesn't consider what everyone else needs. Well, that yeah. sure is a better way of saying all the stuff that we just said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, gentlemen, welcome to what it's been like for women forever, which is how do you there has got to be a balance, right? Because if you disappear and put everyone's needs ahead of you, then those kids actually don't get a mom or a dad. They get a servant or they get someone who has sacrificed so much that don't have their own life. And at certain stages of development, that's great because they took me to every baseball game and that was wonderful. But then later on, what does that actually look like? Well, they follow me around the country and try to live in my backyard or whatever, you know, like, there's the developmentally, this can look different at different stages, but so, so let's, I want you to talk about that for a second. Is that a thing uh, amongst your male peers, your dad, friends, mm. that is a conversation about losing themselves or who they are and note the age 43. Welcome to 43 young, young yeah. sir. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is about the time where this, these questions and these concerns start to sort of pop up of like, you give and you give and you give and suddenly you look around and go, wait, <laughs> I'm a little not feeling good. So anyway, so your thoughts, your, your friends, is this a conversation or is it all video game, video game? Well, <laughs> kind of is <laughs> video game. Yeah. I mean, my, my dad friends don't really, uh, I mean, I guess that is the dad thing, right? Is that moms will sit there and talk to each other about, Oh, well, we need to, you know, what do you, what do you do when your kid does this? And I walked in on him doing this sort of thing and that, and dads are like, yeah, Hey, can I get you another, uh, Michelob ultra there? Uh, Fred? <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Hmm. So it's funny, Kim and I have this conversation once in a while, and we just had a conversation like this, where we just try to stay mindful of of our whatever our roles are, and those change and they evolve, and it's you know there's nothing set in stone and and whatever, but but you know the way it works around here, the way it's always worked, it was a big deal for us when we first got married and had Taylor that car or that at the time Kim could quit working and focus entirely on the kids um that was a that was a mutual decision by both of us we weren't going to do like a period of time and then back after maternity leave or whatever she just she she and i agreed wholeheartedly that the way we wanted to do this was she wanted to be full-time mom and i would be dude out paying the bills and it was 100 percent good never a problem Never, never once. We were always mindful of it. So it was never once where I would go, I'm out here working my hands to the bone while she's at home breastfeeding. Uh, Who got the raw end of that day? Like it was never, that never, those feelings never crossed. Um, But we've had to address it more recently, not because we need it, because we don't, but I was concerned that because she doesn't have the constant of little ones or kids in school or that everyday thing that Wendy, you know, all too well of just managing the family and the kids and the everything else while dad's working. She doesn't have that as much anymore. Um, she has plenty of it cause she's still constantly doing stuff with her for the kids running somewhere with Taylor and the baby because Taylor needs to do a photo shoot and Kim can go along and watch the baby cause the sitter fell through or whatever. Um, just she's always still kind of doing that and that outreach is now including like strangers <laughs> like she'll do you you were here when it happened that old guy that was out in the front yard yeah. eating mm. whatever it was <laughs> and he left i didn't know this but he left a note on a napkin he scrawled out on a napkin this really sweet old guy says thank you for your kindness it means a lot thank to me or something popsicle. so now it's like hanging up on the i, I made her hang it on the fridge but anyway the point is like the roles are still pretty clearly defined but we've had to talk about it because I was worried that she would be not happy that way anymore. Like maybe this would be a weird time for her because, you know, does she want to get back into some kind of workforce thing? We're okay financially. We don't need to or have to, but, but does she want to like just for, from a, her own fulfillment standpoint or whatever. And so we've had to have that, that conversation and that conversation is still sort of ongoing, but that I think is an important part of this. You have to, things change, you know, like stuff evolves and your family's going to evolve and people's roles will evolve. And, and, um, this is obviously very different than what he's talking about up there where he's got what he's described as a failing business and she doesn't want to let it go. That's mm-hmm. different. Um, I think, but, but yeah, like for me, it's, uh, it's, I've forgotten what the original question was, but for me, all of this comes down to, um, being mindful of where you're at and what you're doing so that you don't lose sight of it and forget that maybe something changed. So, so maybe you have, you need to change too. And, and then not being willing to, or whatever, like that seems important to me. Yeah. I think you you bring up a really good point, which is like the check-in, right? Um, We kind of go along, get busy, do our things and, you know, sort of really finding out what your partner is needing or lacking or needing some adjustment or change in, uh, you know, but that takes being able to hear 
something hard, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe right. will require you to do something differently. And and that's tricky, especially if there's financial constraints that feel like a trap or like a, you know, sort of, you don't have a lot of flexibility um, and or like a, the needs of the kids or something, right? Like it can be, it's a miracle anyone stays together and raises kids, honestly, if yeah. you think about it. Because yeah. um, there's just so many points of strain and and difficulty and, and challenges. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I get that from the email as well that, you know, whether he's openly or, you know, secretly just like annoyed with her, like I've done all this and I'm not getting the thanks. So she could keep pursuing her dream. Um, He has some feelings and some concerns and some thoughts and needs here that maybe he isn't quite sure how to address. And so does she, right? She's been trying to do this business for this whole time and frustrated and feels unqualified for other things that that's scary feeling. Um, and this is where sort of midlife um, gets exciting, right? Which is you, you made some decisions, you became expert at a thing just by sheer doing it. Not even that that's what you studied or, you know, I mean, there are, <laughs> there are doctors who don't practice medicine. There are definitely lawyers who do not practice law. You know, there's a lot of folks who at some point realize they, they prepped and worked to become a thing they don't want to be so that they've had to pivot or, you know, get creative and, so that's that's scary to face down and think, do I just keep doing this the rest of my life or do I shift? And that's um, especially when you got four humans that are looking at you like, so uh, how much stability are you going to provide me? You know, and so that it, 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 it is really challenging. But I think the center here that can be really important um, is that they as a couple get better at talking about this. Yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds like it. I hate to say it just boils down to communication, but it doesn't sound like either of them are, are really telling the other how they feel about this. They're telling each other what they want, but they're not saying here's what I'm not getting. And, and I kind of need that. Right. And to go to the, what do I need? And to be on honestly able to a know what you need Mm -hmm. and ask for it that is appropriate to ask for. So I think sometimes we, we swing right to the, well, what I need you to do is quit your job so I can feel differently <laughs> right? right. Or, yeah. or some other version of that. Right. As opposed to, okay, maybe let's start with what I need is for us to have a conversation once a day where we just appreciate what the other person is doing. Right. That's yeah, less about, less about what I need you to do and more about here's, here's what I need for my own kind of life. Yes. satisfaction and balance. Yes. And and maybe not even, you know, and kind of opening up and saying, maybe you have an idea that isn't the the idea of what I think you should do to solve it. Maybe you have another idea to solve it or to address it. Yeah, exactly. And and we're we're all myopic and we're sort of stuck in our own heads and our own worlds. And mm-hmm. and really this is what's cool about being partnered with someone is you're a team. And getting that team to work well is difficult sometimes. Right. And so it doesn't, it's not that it automatically happens, but to have this uh, person who can reflect back to you, um, you know, ways to help you get actual needs met, but you've got to be able to identify them and say them. So I'm hearing good dad, good mom syndrome here where I do all these things because it's the right thing to do. But as I've done them, I've lost myself and I need some credit for that. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. You made your choices. You, you're not going to get credit for anything. 
Uh, your reward may come when your kids change your diapers when you're 80. I don't know. <laughs> Life isn't fair, friend. Yeah, but what yeah. you can do is start to implement. And this is how people often need to rebalance in midlife is they've done uh, certain things for certain reasons and they're all still good reasons and valid. It just isn't working in the same way or some balance needs to be restored, right? So it may look like um, talking with his wife about some of these needs and then we move on to the let's experiment a little bit. What if every Tuesday night is his night and he just goes and figures out how to rebuild friendships, how to reconnect, how to have his own thing, um, pursue something that makes him happy, right? Start with a baby step that he may not even know how to do anymore, but that she helps sort of secure the schedule so that it can be done. And this goes both ways with any partnership. Um, often one is a little better at making sure they're doing good. <laughs> and the other one's a little less good at maybe self-care. And that's probably why it's worked the way it's worked. And suddenly it needs to be readjusted. And it's, you know, not that easy to do, but needs to be done. Is there a worry that doing that, they push each other further away that, um, you know, all right, I'm finding the satisfaction and the joy that I need by being away from you and doing my own thing to rebuild those friendships and connections, as opposed to say, again, sounds, sounds trite and silly, but you know, going and taking a class together or going and doing X together, doing this, to, not ecstasy, going and doing <laughs> item X. Actually, it's a ba- that's well, a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. It's, it's the, you know, not trying to introduce something that will pull them apart. Yeah. And that's why I, yeah, I should be very clear. You, you don't get to jump to the action stage until you have finished the really good communication stage. Right. Which yeah. is, yeah. let's get on the same page. Let's talk this year. This should take weeks and months of communication before you're figuring out all the things and, and adjusting, but you can experiment. You can do small different things, but if that communication is not there, then it's just, I'm now demanding my time back and none of you appreciate me. And you're coming from a place of antagonism and pain and not a place of unity. And how can I help you thrive? And how can I help you thrive? So there is a a book that's pretty new out, just came out in February that um, I've had a couple clients read. I am in the middle of reading. um, So I I can't, I mean, the ending could go really sideways. I can't, I don't, I can't. (laughs) I can't vouch for all of it yet, but it's called the 80-80 marriage. Oh, interesting. Uh, a new model for a happier, stronger relationship. And I mean, it's only in hardcover. That's how new it is. Um, oh, you can't even get this on Kindle yet, it yeah, says. You, yes, you can. But you can also, <laughs> your libraries may not have it, is what I'm saying. Um, anyway, it's, uh, so the concept of, the, you know, the... 80-20 marriage is what it used to be. Uh, like, you know, 50s, think housewife is 20%. 80 is the man getting all this support and she just gets to dance around it. And then the 50-50 model, which is the, the new, hey, it's 50-50. You spent this much money and this much time doing your thing. I get that same money in that same time. And that ends in divorce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really tough and really hard to navigate and requires so much communication and is, is pretty difficult and is w- why, you know, so much of marriage counseling has to be done about chores. I, I spend with any couple I'm working with, 
there is always a good, good chunk of what we're doing, which is about who is doing what and when and feeling like you're caring more than the load. By the way, 100% of couples, people in a couple think they're doing more. <laughs> oh, yeah, they all do, right? Somehow that math never adds up. And this is no. what's great about the 80-80 marriage is the math doesn't add up. No, it that's doesn't. 160. That's 160%. That's not a real percentage. It doesn't work. Yeah. Mm, no, it does and, not add up. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason it works is because it do, it does this thing that I'm trying to hint at here, which is the, the internal work um, that is required to be, and I think the term they use is radically generous, um, and to see things very differently and it's amazing. So I have this couple reading this book. They've read it for two weeks. They come back and I'm like, how's it going? And they're, they're speaking differently. And they're talking about the stuff they've stopped doing that was keeping score and, and maintaining the 50-50 thing. And it's just gone. And I was like, what the? It's fast. Anyway, it's great. Very inspiring, really helpful model. So I would recommend that to these guys and to anyone who so if you both do 80 percent trying to do the 50 if you both do 80 it means that you've got 20 left in theory you've got 20 left each even though the math doesn't work still mm-hmm. is that meant to be on purpose to say well you yeah. still got 20 you're good go do your 20 percent mm-hmm. yeah your 20 percent yeah. is your okay. mini painting or your world of warcraft raid team or, <laughs> or whatever it is right. okay all right right well yeah yeah and and it's not necessarily that it's more that you are you're not keeping score anymore. And yeah. that is, uh, that that's what inevitably happens with the 50, 50 model. We think it means equality, but what it means is we're still fighting for equality. Yeah. Whereas the 80, 80 is everyone's giving more than they should. And which just means we have more, yeah. uh, anyway, it's cool. You should check it out. Um, I like so that. I would recommend that as, as a good primer to sort of get in the right mindset because she's working really hard on this business all this time too. It's her heart and soul. She's feeling like a failure herself, you know, blah, blah, blah. Everyone is got their own life, their own story. They're all complicated and you've chosen to be together and raise kids together. So your greatest ally needs to be the other. Um, and so these things are, they're, they're the most simple things, but man, they matter the most, right? Of being able to say, I need a break. I need some help. I need um, to talk through how I got here and how you got here and not have it be a competition. And that's what's so hard. And sometimes you need someone to help you do that. Um, but to, to sort of see this newfound 43-year-old <laughs> part of life reframe it as rather than my other life is cracking and falling apart or I can't maintain what I've created. It's, it's a chance to see that what you've created is good. You're a good dad. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. So if we can stop worrying about being a good dad or being obligated to do all of those things on, on some so totally self-sacrificial level and find more balance, you're also going to model to your kids that a mom also has a life. A dad also has a life and an inner world and they need nurturing and self-care just like the rest of us. That gift to your kids will go so much further than you can imagine. Mm. Um, when we often just think of, well, I have to be at every baseball game and I have to do everything they need all the time and be there present. That's what helps them. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of parents who can do all those things and really miss having a real relationship with a kid. So it's, but we're, we've got a good good dad, good mom paradigm that's really built into us. So we don't screw our kids up like our parents did or 
like the neighbors are doing or whatever. So if that's our core, I mean, you'll, you'll just burn out and snap maybe. So it's about building a little more balance. And this is a great chance to look at your life and go, all right, look where we've gotten, what are our options? How do we work together? Um, and, and what is it that each of us sort of needs? And anyway, but this, this book's a helpful way to sort of help them tap into that. They actually have more to give than they think. Um, well, let's assume, and let's assume cool. one thing for a second. Let's assume that he's all gung ho on this idea, but she's yeah. not hearing this. She doesn't have maybe the same motivation he does for any of this. Is there a way for him to better approach her and say, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this and I also found this book or, you know, like how does one, it feels like breaking the ice kind of, even though it's someone you're married to, but how do you do that without them retracting or feeling like you're coming after them or, I don't know. That seems like an yeah. issue to me. Well, you own you own your stuff. You got to know what it is, and then you own it. So this happens all day long, all day long. Which is, uh, I'm feeling something. I'm going to take it out on someone else. Yeah. So just now, I needed my kids to go pick raspberries. Man, do we have too many? Like so many, and I can't let one drop to the ground because I love them so much. <laughs> right. So. I'm like, kids, get out there while I'm on this call and be silent and pick raspberries. And they both just look at me like, uh, and I'm just like, wow, why am I so grumpy at them? And what it is, is I need them to be quiet. <laughs> That's my need. Yeah. And how, what I just, I and I need the raspberries picked. So I just took two of my needs and yelled at them for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that is a perfect example. So I can say that this now and I can go apologize and repair and blah, blah, blah. But I won't cause I'm tired. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But just that idea of like, what is yours and get clear on that and sort of figure out if you're feeling this and then the person walks in the room and, and this is always true. It's always true. When you are feeling, you're like in a great mood and someone who's grumpy walks in, you're just like, oh, wonder what's going on with them. Yeah. But that, conversely, if you come in grumpy and someone's in a good mood, you're mad at them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's kind of how it works. Um, and and so really get, get a hold of your own junk uh, and kind of understand it. So you're not coming out her swinging when it's your stuff. Right. So- that takes some effort and some work and some sort of self analysis. Um, and then when you, you do, you're going to be open to hearing what they also are experiencing. So not everyone's on the same page with this. So this is why uh, you have couples counseling, or this is why you read a book at the same time together, because it gets you the language and in the rhythm to talk about it. So I really would recommend they, and there's other good marriage books. I'm happy to give you a list of just things that start to, help it, it's like having permission to use the words right mm, yeah. because we're both reading it so another good one harville Hendricks is his name it's getting the marriage getting the love you want that's what it's called mm. um and there's a workbook and some stuff so so there is some i mean i don't listen to this at all and think whoa these guys are in trouble get your butts to a counselor's office right now i don't think that at all yeah. um i i do think a a book would be a, a great start and but it, it's it's this easy way to get on the same page and use the same language and um, and what you what you find is that when you can take care of your own garbage and you can come at it with um, you know the right energy and attitude and the hope for both of you to feel good, um, most people respond really well to that. 
And when people don't respond well, it's because they haven't taken out their own garbage and or, um, you know, maybe you need to say sorry for some stuff. That That's often a thing. Yeah. Um, but getting to, to this appreciation piece, I just want to say this thing. So so kind of let me just I'm going to read you the chapters of the book. OK. Um, so it describes what an 80-20 marriage is, a 50-50 and 80-80. So you get that. And then there's this is the sort of helping you fix your mindset a little bit. And just the chapter names tell you everything. So radical generosity, that's the 80-80 mindset. Contribution, what do you do? Appreciation, what do you see? Revealing, what do you say? So it really tackles the how to talk, how to appreciate, how to contribute yourself so that you're feeling good. And then you start to build this shared success mentality. That's the 80-80 structure. And then it just gives you rules and helps you prioritize and what's your boundaries and all the good, all the good stuff. Um, and then sort of really helping you ritualize it. So it's habits and it sticks. So it's really, it's a great, and I, I would highly recommend it. And if it's, you find as you start to do this book together, or as you start to have these conversations and you just can't seem to communicate well, and you're, you feel like you're hurting one another while you do it, that's a good sign that you might need somebody else to help you organize how this works. Yeah. Um, but what happens to most couples is they're suddenly both getting the need met of there is a tension on this thing that is hard in my life, or I want to be better, or I feel so alone. Now I don't feel as alone. And there's so much power in that. So that's really most people's experience is just giving it attention. It's like a garden. It's like you give them attention and they respond. Right. And sometimes we just get busy doing life that we fail to give attention to the, the core relationship. Maybe that matters the most. I think what you've made me realize today is the 50, 50 ideas is almost a myth. I don't think that's a real thing. Oh, it's not a myth. It's a, it's a terrible idea. Well, that's what I mean. And it like, exists. It doesn't actually, you never actually hit exact parity though, ever. No. Like, when and would if you, you require it, you have, you're killing your relationships. Right, right. It's like having a, it's like saying, hey, what are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to have a, an outdoor picnic for a bunch of people. How many are coming? Well, we think it'll be exactly 25 people. Okay, cool. I'm going to make 25 meals. It'll be enough for 25 drinks and it'll be perfect. That'll never be perfect. There'll be more people there or less people there. And no matter what, you'll either overshoot or undershoot. So you may as well overshoot and do your 80. I like it. Yeah. Um, it's a picnic analogy. I love it. It's great. Yeah. And, and you have to be in the right mindset because when you're, when you're doing 50-50, this, let's make very clear, people. I do not mean that someone needs to be subservient to the other and do the 80-20 no, model for, no, no. for marriage to work. Right. It worked because society kept it that way. Yeah. <laughs> It is easier when 80, someone gets all the 80 and the other 20 is doing, you know, happy to let the 80 run the show, right? That's just why that would work. But it doesn't work to try to force a 50-50, um, but it is, someone should not be some servant or abused or any of those things. Yeah, but the tough. constant fight to keep it equitable, what if that could be taken out? And that is the beauty of this model is that. Everybody does more than their share and everybody feels better. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to get in the right mindset or it just starts to feel unfair. Uh, and so that's that that's kind of crucial. To, yeah. And you also don't want to get steps. caught in this thing of like, well, I'm giving 80 now. Or you was your 80? You did like yeah, 72. Yeah. <laughs> you're still in 50 50. Right. You're yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't want to just move the number up and call it good. You have to actually yeah. get to the philosophy of it. 
Um, all right, go check it out. That book is uh, the eighty eighty marriage. It's available on Amazon and it is on Kindle uh, audiobook and hardcover currently. Uh, sounds like a worthy thing. Someone in the chat suggested that we put together a windy book list at some point. We probably should do that. Just all the books you recommend. And, uh, That's a really good deal. A yeah. really good it's, idea. It's Having them on a web page or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's what I do for every wedding. When anyone gets married, I send them five books. Yeah. And they're always like, oh, I want a toaster. And I'm like, you know what you don't want <laughs> is a $2 million divorce. So yeah. read my books. Yeah, here, read this book on how not to get married. No, not really. You can, yeah. you know, there's ways. <laughs> The ways to be successful. All right. Uh, good stuff, Wendy, as always. I'm glad you're uh, home safe and well. And uh, we'll do this again next time. Thanks for hanging okay. out with us. Thanks, bye. Bye now. Thanks, Wendy. I can't find her name on here. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Hold on, Wendy. I'm kicking you out. All right. There you go. All righty. That's it for the show, everybody. Big thanks for watching us and hanging out with us here on this Thursday. There is a PM edition of the show tomorrow for patrons. So if you are a Patreon supporter mm-hmm. over at patreon.com slash TMS, you'll be getting a whole bonus show tomorrow. That'll yeah. be 3.30 Mountain Time, and we'll give you the live links and Patreon and all that. Even if you join today, you'll be eligible. So That's right. throw a buck today, and tomorrow you get the bonus thing, and today's bonus content, too. It just keeps flowing out of us. All like All the stuff. Yeah, yeah. like medication uh, diarrhea. You just keep getting it. And <laughs> it'll be great. Uh, and apps tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, we're doing apps tomorrow. uh, No Dan, so uh, Dan down last time. Yep, apps tomorrow. I got a, I got a great one. Are you gonna do? uh, I know, I know. We both messed with it, so maybe we should do it as a third thing. But that, um, that cool uh, trivia. Yeah, I I, I hate calling it a trivia game because it's not. It's it's Hangman. It's not a trivia game at all. It's kind of Hangman. It's Hangman, but you know what? It is Hangman. Yeah, it's Hangman. Yeah, you're straight up right. yeah, there are clues, but you get clues in regular Hangman, Hangman as well, so you can't really call that a trivia thing. But, yeah, um, I think I'm with but you. But it's fun. I do get a kick out of it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. We'll recommend it because we had some fans yeah. tell us to try yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Anyway, that'll be tomorrow, 3.30 Mountain Time, and uh, check your Patreon uh, page for more. Make sure your, notif- your email notifications are on for that because that's how you can find out we're going live. Um, uh, that's it. Send us your emails, feedback, thoughts on today's program, your own Therapy Thursday questions, whatever, themorningstream at gmail.com. And while you're at it, why don't you give us a follow on Twitter? Brian's at Coverville. I'm at Scott Johnson. The show is at morningstream. We will now play a song to take the show to its final conclusion, Brian. Correct. And then just one quick reminder, ACDC on Coverville today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time at twitch.tv slash Coverville. Excellent. Uh, Luke wrote in and said, sorry for the late request, but I was encouraged by your enthusiasm for the Irish on yesterday's show to request a birthday song. On Friday, I turned 40. I'm a day one TMS listener, maybe even your first Irish TMS fan. Ooh, the gauntlet has been thrown. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Anywho, he says, along with my song, I have a small request. Please pronounce... uh, Dom Hanal Gleason's name correctly is pronounced the same as Donald. Yeah, so it's Donald, Donald Gleason, and I, I'm completely guilty of pre- trying to pronounce every single letter in his name. Well, Dom look Hanal. how that thing is spelled. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Dom Hanal. And what was Brendan Gleason thinking? His name is Brendan. We all know that one. Yeah. He's got a son named Brian. Gleason Brian. And, Everyone knows yeah. Brian. Then yeah. you go Dom Domnall with this Dom other Dom Hanal. So Jeez. Donald Gleason. Okay, Donald Gleason. Fine. Uh, you guys are a major part of my day, and I want to thank you both for what you do. Love the show, though. Signed, Luke. Um, all right. So originally, he wanted to hear 
the cover of Britney Spears' Every Time by James Franco from the movie Spring Breakers. Guess what? Not available commercially, and I don't even think you can really even get the whole song from the YouTube clip. Plus, it doesn't sound very good in the YouTube clip because it's yeah. it's from the movie and there's a lot of background noise. Yeah. But it's weird. His backup was a cover by Glenn Hansard. And you know Glenn Hansard from the movie Once uh, and that amazing song, Falling Slowly. Um, uh, boy, and, and the, the I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. It's a Greta Nerlova. Oh, no, I can't, I can't even, I can't remember. The, Domino. The, just kidding. Yeah, Domino Hall. <laughs> anyway, uh, but if you're not familiar with Glenn Hansard, amazing, amazing Irish singer. And um, does a great cover right here from the Even Better Than the Real Thing Volume 2 from 2004. Here's his cover of Britney Spears, Every Time. Soon your face will fade away 
Part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Do these horns make me look evil? Yeah. Yeah, they, <laughs> they do. do. They do.